Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is featured on the Discovery Plus reality series Love Off the Grid, where couples are in a relationship. One lives sort of quote-unquote on the grid, the other one lives off the grid in like the middle of nowhere, and the person who lives on the grid goes and kind of gets a taste of the, their partner who lives off the grid's lifestyle. And my guest today is Jen Taylor. So, did you have any doubts when it came back to uh, getting back together with Charlie uh, at the wedding? Uh, yes. Yeah, I did. I mean, it was, uh, I had, it happened like a whirlwind. So, in that moment, you know, when I saw him, I was like, oh, and, you know, we realized we're both single and all of that. I'm like, I like had the split second decision. I'm going to open my heart to him or I'm not going to Mm -hmm. like it was kind of. And so I was like, okay, what are the chances of, I'm just going to go with it. So from that, it kind of evolved. And yeah, through the first few months of us, we were, we were, um, you know, communicating and and saying, okay, we'll see what happens. We lived in different States. Right. Very beginning, obviously. So, I mean, there was a lot I I was, you know, of course, a little bit afraid to, we, we had a heartbreak back in the day. Yeah. It was a little, it was definitely scary. I hope that makes sense. But it was, it was scary for me. I had to kind of like trust the process, trust that, you know, I didn't go seek him out. He didn't go seek me out. We crossed each other's path. So let's just be open. Yeah. Be a little bit vulnerable and a little bit trusting. So that's kind of how I th- did it. Did you try avoiding him that night at all? Did you try going like the opposite direction so you guys don't cross paths throughout the night or... You got great questions. No, I I actually, when I walked out of where I walked out of the house, because it was all in the yard, we had had a fire pit, and um, Mm -hmm. and I saw him, I just, I went straight to him, like, immediately. Yeah. You took the YOLO factor and just went, I'm just going to (laughs) go. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't even give myself time to think. Oh, wow. Straight up to him. We, We hugged and just were connected from that point on. What did you miss about Charlie during your several years apart? So our several decades apart? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, his personality. He has a, he, for the people who know him, he has a big heart. And he's a very, he's like that mix between wild and kind. And he's a very enjoyable person to get along. And our personalities um we're always really like, even when, cause we had a little bit of like, before we broke up, broke up, we kind of broke up a little bit, got back together, broke up a little bit, mm-hmm. but we still were friends. We still got along really well. Yeah. So we could even still hung out back then when our like romantic relationship was kind of sketchy. Um, our personalities mesh. So I missed him, you know, he's, he's a, he's a good person to be around. Like my, my, uh, who I am kind of is, is, uh, it's, it fits him easily. So yeah, his fun personality. What do you love most about Peg? Oh, she's straightforward. She does not say what she does not mean. And she's very honest and she's a strong woman. She's lived in the mountains her whole life, comes from a lineage of strong women, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And she, She's got this real strong uh, value system 
but she's also not judgmental. And I, and I, what I love about her is she was, uh, like a mom figure to me back then. Yeah. Place. Yeah. What did you have to do to prep yourself either mentally or like every, like, or like at home or whatever to go to the mountain? Okay. What did I have to do to prep myself mentally? Um, I was scared. I was definitely scared. Yeah, I would be too. On the one hand, being scared of like, I'm going to hate it. And like, oh my gosh, intimidated by, for me, it was like the unknown of the, of the forest, like the bears and all that kind of stuff that, you know, it's just intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like opening, it was like taking the step of really opening up my life, Mm -hmm. my kids, everybody to Charlie, like my path going in a whole different way than what I had thought, kind of like this out of control feeling. So I just, I had started journaling before Charlie and I got met again. You know, he was never in my mind because it had been, you know, yeah. 28 years. So it's not, not, yeah, it wasn't like, he never crossed my mind. Um, but I had been journaling and I think I was on this path of really kind of letting go of things. I had gone through a divorce, gone through a lot of stuff. So I had been journaling and sort of defining what I wanted in a relationship and also for myself. And it was kind of like, I, I, I wrote like my prayers out, my thoughts. And so I was preparing myself before I even realized. Yeah. So when I look back, I, I see like the, I see kind of what was going on in my life to almost sort of, I guess, prepare me to be in that place of being, okay, I'm going to trust instead of being afraid of opening this door to Charlie with living off the grid with, you know, our relationship and all of that. Um, so I think that honestly, I think uh, reflecting on myself and taking time, um, writing and thinking helped me. And then just literally making this decision to trust. Yeah. Like, that was really it. Just take the leap of faith. I don't know what's going to happen. And at the end of the day, if it's another heartbreak. Were you as nervous as Charlie expressed that he was at first? Oh, I think definitely. I don't know. Um, I didn't realize he was as nervous as he was. And I think that comes through. But um, I thought it was much easier for him. I thought I was the one that was more nervous because I have the kids. Like, I was going there taking my own heart in my hands and and all of the fears with that, but also my kids' hearts mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the perception that I'm choosing Charlie over them, which it really wasn't. It's just me giving the situation a try. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my kids are beach boys. Yeah all the dynamics of what would happen if we were to make it, you know, will they hate me? Like, I just, I just, as a woman, I think sometimes we take in a lot. We think about a lot of things instead of just the one thing, we kind of take in the whole big picture Yeah. and maybe over stuff. And I think I was overthinking. So I think I was more nervous than he was, but that's obviously my perspective. How were your first days of filming and did it take you a while to get used to the cameras being around all the time? So they did the first filming in Florida, actually. So I hadn't gone to the mountain yet. And the very first thing was my interview, which was kind of like getting into, you know, my, my thoughts about Charlie and all this stuff. It was like all of a sudden I'm, I get sat down in front of this camera with all these lights. Yeah, it's like you feel like a Kardashian. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I, it was hard at first. It was very challenging. And my first, you know, they were kind of helping me through the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, the producer just like, you know, She's like, okay, you, you know, 
it was hard for me to get going. And she said, usually, you know, you at least do like you, you're like living as opposed to just sitting down and talking. Mm-hmm. But after a while, so then after a while I, I got more comfortable, but it was very hard to adjust at first. And then, um, by the time I had gotten up to the mountain, I'd already worked with that crew for two days and well, actually three days. And so when I got the mountain, I was much more comfortable. So I think on the one hand, it was better for me because I got to be a little more adjusted to the camera before I got to the mountain. Yeah. That was and I'm sure the mountain in Charlie's house felt even smaller because you had the cameras in there and all that kind of stuff on top of the fact that it was so small and the equipment that they use is so big. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, you nailed it. It was like, I, I couldn't believe we were fitting in there. There'd be two people in there plus us, two big cameras and us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're like it, it, standing in the shower and like, it was, it was fun. It was crazy. Oh yeah. I'm sure like, you guys were like shoulder to shoulder, like a majority of the time. No. Oh yeah. hundred percent. We were. Did you think your second chance with Charlie could have been different or could have been different if it weren't for cameras? Do you think things would have been different up there if the cameras weren't there? I think the cameras intensified our situation. Um, yeah, I think it would have been different in some ways. It would have been much, um, it was almost like our relationship got compressed like the timeline mm-hmm. as far as we went through a lot of things and we were faced with really talking about our life and our future much more quickly, I think, than we would normally because of the cameras. Yeah. And we're in a situation of being very vulnerable. And right. since it was not in something that I'm acting, it's something that I'm really trying to figure out for my own life. Like, can I really, can my life really mesh with Charlie's? You know, yeah. given all the circumstances, I really wanted to be as honest as possible because at the end of the day, the cameras would go away, but I still had these decisions to make. And I really wanted to experience him and everything else in, in as much tr- truth as possible because I, I, I've got to decide what I do. Yeah. And so I think that given the cameras, it made Charlie and I face stuff. It was intense. A lot of times there were some things that, you know, we had some shakedown mm-hmm. issues and things but um all in all I think that it was better for us because it just forced us to really just be in each other's faces yeah you know, about issues Pat when or have you met the other couples have you met them yet and will have you yeah have you when did you okay so I only got to meet Angela um, by herself because uh, they filmed everything. You know, we're all in different states, mm-hmm. all the couples. And there was never, um, we did have to do some interviews, like pickup interviews, but that we were never together. It was all shot separately. Um, this uh, last weekend, I think it was, if, I, if I'm correct, or last week, we, um, they want to do like a, a, a final, an additional final episode. So they had a lot of footage still to use, but they, they needed interviews. So they flew the, the cast in to do all the interviews. And so Angela happened to be there the same time I was. Oh. And I got to meet her and talk with her. Oh. But I was hoping to meet some of the others, but we it didn't it didn't link up. So yeah. maybe one day. Yeah, you never know. At some point you could. Yeah. So from the teen the college kid perspective that is me, 
How awful was the cell service and the Wi-Fi on the mountain? And was it hard to get acclimated to not having, you know, as good Wi-Fi and cell service? Well, you don't have any Wi-Fi. None. Zero. I had no Wi-Fi. That must have... From, I would have died. Would, were you, like, dying? Okay, so I wasn't dying now. I do my, my business, what I do to make a living. I do need Wi-Fi. Right. So I... I was like, that was really a challenge because like, I had to basically put that on hold for the whole time I was there. So I don't know what the remedy would be on that. Um, we're not in, I guess there's, there's just no Wi-Fi in the cell service. I, I could get a once in a blue moon, I could get like one bar, but it wasn't right at the shack. It would be like just once in a blue moon. So most of the time I didn't have any cell service. And that, that was probably harder for me than the Wi-Fi just because of the moment I wasn't like, I don't live on social media, so, you know, I'm of a different generation. Yeah, so but you probably hard. wanted to talk to the kids and stuff. That's what was hard. That was hard. I did feel very um, detached from, like, my world. Yeah. So I didn't really speak with my I, I spoke with them a couple times during the, that whole time I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a challenge. That was a challenge. But I knew they were taken care of and everything was handled before I left, but, you know. Yeah. What was the longest you... And there's no TV. Like, there's nothing. You, there's there's no television. There's no Wi-Fi. You're not in front of a screen the entire time. But the beauty of that is we talked. Charlie and I talked a lot yeah. about a lot of different things, you know? And, and that was also something that kind of um, compressed the time of our relationship, you know, but I mean, like, it, it caused us to be really in each other's faces and not distracted with other things. Yeah. So I guess we kind of, like, all those years we were away, we sort of caught up on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What was the longest you went when you were there without talking to, like, your kids? Probably a week. Oh, that must yeah, have been I really hard on you. It was really, it was really hard. Um, they were, they were with my parents in, a, there was like a two week period that they're with my parents and my sister and they're very close with their cousins and my sister. And so I knew they were, they, it was a good situation. The timing was good for me to be gone. Mm -hmm. So I felt confident about that. I felt comfortable, but um, it also made me think like, this is like, this is going to be a lot if this was long-term to not to have this kind of issue with cell service. I mean, and you could like I couldn't get it anywhere on the mountain. Like if I even leaving the like where the shack is and like going down the road, it's worse. So there's like little spots that you can kind of find it. So that was a challenge. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know was be. being a parent and wanting to communicate with your kids was Charlie like understanding like hey like it's been five days. I need to check in with my family. I need to check in with my kids. Yeah, he's understanding with that. He's real easy with that. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know because, like, because of, you know, his lifestyle. Like, you didn't know if he would, like, understand, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, he right, because he doesn't have kids and he doesn't have to check in like that. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding with me, he has a big heart for people. And he does, I know it does seem like, you know, he might be a little more selfish. But he does, he doesn't put, like, as far as, he's not leaving the mountain, but he's not pushing me as far as with my kids. Yeah. He's respecting in what I, I need to walk through and make decisions on based on my kids. So he's not putting any pressure on me. He understands that that position as a mother is, is my number one. Yeah. So at least with that, we're, we're, we're okay. 
Oh, 100%. So you were, you sort of expressed your fears of some of the things that were, you know, out in the, out in the field or in the wilderness when you were there. So I wanted to know, rank your fears of the following three things. Bugs, bats, and bears. Bears and bugs are, <laughs> bats I'm not really afraid of because bats, they're not going to really do anything to you. They're not going to come at you. You know, they're mm-hmm. spooky. Bears. I would obviously I'm scared of I did take a couple of walks on my own and it even just in the daytime and it was unnerving because I'm like I know there could be a bear the likelihood of it coming out you know they don't really come around humans just all the time unless you leave food out or something so I guess bears I would be more afraid of than bugs but bugs are pretty they're pretty high on the list just because like they're in they, they can easily get in the cabin where bears not you know right and I was really freaked out about waking up with some kind of nasty bug on me. Yeah, I would be too. Um, yeah. Oh, I but, totally um, would be too. What? So I have like some fun questions, like I said. So what are some of your favorite junk foods? Hmm, I'm not really a junk food person. Um, I would say like I'm more of a salty person, so maybe like a chip. Yeah. Some kind of chip. What do you enjoy more, TV shows or movies? Movies. Have you gone? Because, yeah, go ahead. Because um, I've always been very busy in my life, it seems. And so like a TV show, I feel like I'm the type I would get sucked in and sit there and watch like show after show after show. Mm-hmm. And like it comes to a conclusion. Yeah. Started, it's, it's finished. Oh, yeah. That's it, maybe. Have you gone back and watched yourself on the show? Yes, I was like, cringing at first. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like, sure. Picking yourself apart, like, oh my gosh, why did I wear that? And what? Yeah. Why? Why did they put like? Yeah, you're probably just looking at like the little technical st- spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The dumb little stuff that I see mostly, like you know, um, you know just stuff. But um, it is weird. It doesn't seem like I'm actually watching a TV show. It's just in a way. I yeah. Don't know why? Yeah. It, it seems a little bit like I, I I see myself watching it but I'm like wait a minute there's like a lot of people watching this yeah like people are gonna know who you are you went from like not being known to being now gonna be known because of the show yeah it's a weird situation it, it, it's very bizarre what did your boys think about ha- about you being on tv and do they think it's cool so I my youngest is that's harder he's a young teenager so you know this is a this is a tv show about my relationship right so they're cringy a little bit with it um but they do think it's cool like especially i have my third son is couldn't be happier about it he's very easygoing he thinks it's great he's proud of us you know proud of me and stuff um loved when he heard his own voice because the third one is in a part where I call. I finally get service. And we really didn't have service with the thing drop. So I'm talking for like a second. Um, yeah, there, there are mixed emotions about it. But all in all, they're pretty, they're pretty on board with me, which I feel good about. Oh, yeah. It's like the stamp of approval. Oh, yeah. From the most important people. Exactly. What do you love most about the beach? Oh, the sunshine. The sunshine is very, like, it just lifts your mood up. Um, I very much, and I've thought about this, 
and even though you know there's sunshine in North Carolina, but there's a different sunshine from Florida. Living in Florida, it is the sunshine state mm-hmm. that constantly living in this bright, sunshiny, the smell of the ocean water. It's very cleansing, you know. Um, it's part of I've I've lived near the ocean for pretty much most of my life, so yeah. um, I love that. Just the beach and the sunshine. Oh yeah, I get it. I was just in Florida a few months ago. Oh, cool. And I remember just like, I'm in Michigan and it's not, you know, you don't get that here. What is your favorite holiday? I would say Christmas. Oh, yeah. What makes you smile? Uh, You know, I I think I I do love personal interaction. So um, just, you know, fun moments, memories with my kids, like, laughing about stuff, you know, joking with anybody, any of my friends or any of my, even with Charlie, like in the past, back 28 years ago, we did a lot of like laughing. We, we have, you know, we did a lot of that. I guess that makes me smile. Seeing Charlie smile makes me smile. My kids smile. Seeing other people happy. Yeah. Are you a, are you a big thrill seeker? I used to be hundred percent. I used to be, I was going to go, um, I wanted, there's like this short period of time that I wanted to get my certification in skydiving so I could be an instructor because I've never been afraid of heights. That's one thing I would, I've never been afraid of for some reason. And wow. I, and I like that. But once I started having kids, no, yeah. don't, don't ride roller coasters anymore. None of it. What is your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. Hmm. Probably just, I, I don't even know if this would be a guilty pleasure. Like having a glass of wine with my girlfriends, you know, getting away and, and chatting and having a little happy hour with them or, you know, yeah. Like, you know, I'm trying to think I'm not really, you know, I've been into health and fitness my whole life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't have a, like, I don't really care so much. It's one good thing about, um, for me, as far as living off the grid, I like, I'm food isn't a big, big issue for me. I don't have a lot of like, oh, I love this and these comfort foods are this. I really like to eat fresh and healthy as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of easy, you know, if we, as long as we can get like some garden stuff and we get fresh eggs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's mostly like, like getting away with my girlfriends and like just having those like times with them and going to have mimosas or going to have a glass of wine and, you know, catching up on all of that stuff. Yeah. And what is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? It could be anything or like I've gotten things from people have told me I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I have a birthmark on my pinky. I'm going through menopause. I've gotten anything you can imagine. Well, I was born with one kidney. Oh. Didn't lose. It just was born with one. Oh. That's usual, I guess. Oh. Once again, I've been speaking with Jen Taylor from Discovery Plus's new show, Love Off the Grid. I will see you all on my next episode where I'm chatting with Paralympian Jessica Hames.